2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 971 FM Talk.
3: On demand audio.
2: Tim, don't uh if you know it, don't spoil it because uh, uh Carl and Bo haven't heard it yet. I have not heard it. But do you know of the Smokey Robinson Cameo?
3: Gaff? I, I I heard it yesterday on the
2: okay. DGS okay oh right. well, to uh, you. yeah okay so don't don't spoil it cuz uh, bo hasn't Great. heard it yet I'm all ears
0: all right here we go they want me to wish you what happy chanuka i have no idea <laughs> what chanuka is <laughs> but happy chanuka because they
2: said so <laughs> oh no <laughs> Oh, that was from DGS. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Welcome oh, no. into the podcast exclusive of Second Event Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo <laughs> here with producer Carl Middleman, Hello. my partner Bo Matthews, wow.
1: and
2: Tim Shelsvick <laughs> from Drury Outdoors and the Thinking Woodsman show. Uh put in a little overtime with us from this week's show uh, and sticking around for the podcast exclusive. <laughs> On this week's show, if you haven't heard yet, make sure you download that podcast as well. We talked a little bit about Cameo. I know it's Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors, uh, but we (laughs) sell it, buddy, sell it. Before we were, before we started recording the show, uh, we were having a conversation about Cameo, and Carl and I were trying to convince Bo Matthews that he would be a great person, absolutely, uh, make his services available on Cameo. And I walked in mid-conversation, and I assumed that we were talking about Cameo because of the Smokey Robinson incident. You mean this? They wanted me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka
0: because they said so. (laughs) <laughs> wow! Because now, that made such headlines this week. He it's spelled so many different ways. So he, and
2: and the most common way to spell it is with the H. Right. I, I know. I think most people know mm. that Hanukkah can be spelled with the ch. But right. I think the more common way now, at least, yeah. is <sighs> to spell it to start
0: with, with an,
1: an H. H. But and he's an
2: old man. The traditional, <laughs> the traditional way to spell Hanukkah is with that with the ch at the beginning. And Smokey wished somebody a happy Chinooka. He's um, not a member of the tribe. Cameo.
1: So I, I, I just want to put in there, for anybody that doesn't know what uh, Cameo is, I found it a few months ago, and Andrew Dice Clay was like the first person. So basically, uh, it would be a great Christmas gift for people because there's every level of of star that's out there from boxers to actors to musicians that will do a personal message for somebody by name. I mean, it's Carol Baskin for money. is on there. Mm-hmm. for money, a lot of money in some cases. She, I Carol think Baskin is, the, is
0: $299. Yeah, she's one of the more, more famous ones. They announced who had the most this week. The owner of Cameo came out and said that Kevin from The Office is the, million dollars. is the number one get because he actually takes pride in his things and he does about 15 of them a day and wow. produces them. And if, it, if he doesn't like it, he redoes them.
3: Mm. So hmm. if
0: you take pride in it, you can actually make A lot of money. Uh, The Soup Nazi from Seinfeld makes six figures, and then the owner of Cameo had to apologize to the Soup Nazi because he's like, hey, man, six figures. That could be $100,000. That could be $990,000. People are asking me for money because they think I'm
1: rich.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That's funny. I know know guys like Gilbert Gottfried. Mm -hmm. I think Gilbert, Kevin from The Office, was the number one uh, earner, as Carl mentioned, this year. I think in 2019, Gilbert Godfrey was the number one um, earner on Cameo. So these guys make a lot of money by giving little personal greetings that you pay for. There's a it's a limited amount of time that you you know uh, amount of time, and I think amount of words the script can have. But other than those limitations, you can basically have these celebrities say anything, and people obviously use them for uh, Christmas and. Hanukkah um <laughs> greetings or <laughs> you can ask somebody to marry you birthday greetings <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and things like that people have people have used them um as a way to get revenge wow on people before like <laughs> to let them know that they caught you cheating Ooh. or something like oh. that, they have a celebrity wow. say like they'll do anything they want. Like, hey, bitch, mm-hmm. I know that you were <laughs> cheating well, on me. Remember
0: <laughs> Tom Brady? <laughs> they had Tom Brady say some white power stuff a couple of months ago. Oh, like, that's
2: not good. Yeah, because they'll it, they'll read whatever they say to you. Yeah, well, that should be not allowed. <laughs> well, racism uh, should not be allowed. Somebody on Cameo. found
0: out about it and they they canceled the guy good. and they sued.
2: Good. Well, good. That. Yeah. Well, there should be some limitations,
3: and racism should definitely. Uh, <laughs> it's like a Ron Burgundy scenario. Exactly.
2: They don't
0: know what it
3: is. No kidding. No kidding.
2: <laughs> happy birthday, David Duke. But uh.
0: Well,
3: what, yeah, what's fun about what, what do you think is really? Smokey
2: there? What do you think is Smokey and his happy Chinooka Don't you think? I mean, if you're smoky don't you get help? Don't you ask somebody and say, "What is no, no, this? No, no, no. I don't know what this word is." Oh, it's Hanukkah. Can you tell point. me what this just, word
1: is? I just want to point out the fact that, you know, uh, uh, celebrities often want to employ their uh, their political thoughts on us. These are the same people that will say happy Chinooka. So you just <laughs> you got to be careful what you're listening to. I
0: thought you were going to say but they employ their family it, members and they don't know either.
1: What <laughs> what is funny about it is you go into it and you click on a name like Bob Saget or whatever. And, and then there's there's videos that they have done for other people that you can get an idea of and it's just i don't know i just get stuck in this rabbit hole just Mm -hmm. oh yeah the linda gray from dallas is on there really (laughs) anybody can be on there bo
0: matthews from second amendment radio on the great outdoors is gonna be on there radio legend bo matthews
3: that's right
1: they don't have a category for that (laughs) i legit do not know what
3: he was talking about when he kept referencing (laughs) Chanuka. and <laughs> oh yeah, I, I keep you'd... thinking like the Taco Bell dish.
2: Yeah, so you didn't even.
1: <laughs> oh no! So, you didn't even know... uh-huh. Chalupa. so when
2: you heard it, you didn't even understand what you knew that he was saying something wrong, but you didn't know what he was supposed to be mm-hmm. saying.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, "What is Chinooka?" <laughs> No idea. <laughs> ah, ah, that's I'm familiar funny. with Hanukkah. I understand the concept, but yeah, Chinooka <laughs> was, was a new one on me. But on the other side, if you guys ever look at like your Outlook calendar or something or your Google calendar, they start pre-populating all kinds of holidays in there. Like, does anyone know what Diwali is? If someone said, hey, Tony, I want you to wish my buddy happy Diwali, are you going to pronounce it right? You're going to be like, I don't know what this is, but have a great one anyways. But I would get a
0: Mouse. That's the voice of Mickey Mouse. He for three hundred dollars, you could have Mickey Mouse do something. You think they'd uh, think the big mouse would be upset about that? No
2: kidding, unless they're getting a piece yeah. of it. Unless they're getting that's the voice of Mickey Mouse.
0: He's the one in the new shorts, like Wayne Alwine has. That has dude been... that's jacked. Yeah, he was on. He no was kidding. on uh, Entourage. And he was on Silicon Valley. He was, and he was, uh, he was Mo in the reboot of the Three Stooges, but the new Disney shorts. Yeah, he is the voice of Mickey Mouse. Dang,
2: he is, Ooh. he's a freaking house. Like he is <laughs> jacked, <laughs> jacked.
0: Yeah, I had no idea. Look him up. What's his name? Chris Chris, what?
2: Chris Diamopoulos. Chris Diamopoulos is the voice of Mickey Mouse, and he looks like he's an MMA fighter.
0: Well, I th- he was a he was a a hole in Silicon Valley. He was like a uh, <laughs> he was a bad and uh, people know him from uh, being a jerk on TV.
2: And now he's Mickey Mouse. Huh. And now he's Mickey Mouse. Steve Gutenberg, that's pretty great. Gilbert,
0: as you Gilbert, said, Gilbert. Yep, that's
1: pretty funny stuff. Anyway, Bo. Second Amendment sh- Radio and the Great Outdoors and Cameo. Talk. That's right. Yeah,
2: Bo, you should do it. Wow. Hey,
0: a lot of there are there are uh, great outdoors and Second Amendment people on here. Ted Nugent's on here. There you
2: go, mm. there you go, Snoop.
1: Mm-hmm. Randy Quaid looks a little scary on here. Oh,
2: oh man, yeah. Randy, Randy Quaid! Quaid. His the stuff he's doing is hilarious. I don't know if you guys have seen Nick his Twitter Coley? stuff that he's. Uh, so he he reads. He's a Trump fan and supporter, okay. and he reads Trump's tweets, <laughs> and he <laughs> he gets it's like an extreme close up on Randy Quaid's face. And he puts this like strobe light effect on his face, mm-hmm. and then he reads the tweets in a very gives people dra- oh. seizures. It, 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 but he reads the tweets in a very dramatic fashion, like this, like uh-huh. so it'll be like.
1: Fake and this is on his Twitter f-. account. Yeah,
2: it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Wow. So it's like
1: fake news media reports that I have lost <laughs> the election, <laughs> but they I'm are g- wrong. I gotta, I gotta- <laughs> I'm following him now. Fake news!
2: Yeah, like it it's it's really it's really really funny stuff. Brett Hull, if
0: you're a Blues fan, 250
2: bucks. There you go. And he wow. and in his uh in, in his profile pic, he's wearing a Blues jersey. That's so, pretty
0: good. So I guess that pisses off all the people that the are Dallas in Detroit fans, in Dallas. and Detroit
2: fans <laughs> and mm-hmm. all, all the places that he...
1: Michael Buffers on there for uh for 295. Wow, that's cheaper like
0: if you get caught playing okay. his stuff that he sues you. Yeah. So
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you pay absolutely.
2: him. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Right. That's so what's answer. really weird. That's enough. Okay, no. Re- it's not enough cameo. Go ahead. Right, go ahead.
1: <laughs> no. No, 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 no. This is Randy Quaid talk now.
2: Oh yeah. Wow. I like it.
1: So, I here's how weird things are. I just go to Twitter and I go to the search bar and I punch in the name Randy mm-hmm. and Quaid is the third one to pop up. Was my phone <laughs> listening to me or what?
2: I uh, know. Yes. I think he's that popular on there right now because of what he's been doing. He's been doing it wow. for like almost He's been a Trumper int- for a while. He's been doing it for almost the entire um, Trump presidency but it is wow, really okay. it is really funny it is really funny
0: Chris Diamantopoulos okay.
1: is how you say it
2: and he is right. Mickey Mouse he's Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse. that's pretty let's
1: awesome. talk let's talk to Tim since about we've got him.
2: hey Tim
0: do you yeah, think Bo- do, you, do you think Bo he's should be him. on Cameo yeah yeah, let's talk to Tim. Tim, What's that? what do you think about Cameo? <laughs> uh,
3: I wish Wilfred Brentley was still alive. Aw. Oh, yeah. He'd he could be talk good to at you about it. diabetes. He would well, be... Yeah, and I could get his Cameo. He would be good at it. <laughs> Tell um, me to eat oatmeal. Right.
2: <laughs> so on the show this week, we were talking about elk season. Uh, by the time you listen to this, uh, I think elk season will be over in the state of Missouri. But uh, as we record this, there's a few days left in the uh, firearms portion of elk season. Um, and as we record this, we were talking about how four of the five tags has been filled. Hopefully, uh, by the time this uh, makes it to your podcast inbox, the uh, the fifth tag has also been filled. So, Tim, how do you know from the aspect of the De- department of conservation was this elk season both of them was this a very successful endeavor for the state of missouri and do you expect it to be back next year and uh, have they announced like any any plans to expand it or leave it alone or what have you heard in, in that area
3: First off, it's gonna be funny someday when my buddies at the MDC actually hear me speaking for them. <laughs> I'll be like, "Why is, he, why is him speaking for, for us? Why is he doing this?" <laughs> I, you know, I, I I think it's been very successful. If you uh, if you go on the MDC's Facebook page, they posted hero shots of uh, the guys and their elk as they were coming in, and a lot of them have like three hundred and fifty plus comments, which is a lot of comments for the MDC's Facebook account. Uh, and people are just are, are really excited because uh, people have it in their minds that someday that could be me um that that could be pretty much any missouri resident who cares to hunt and that's exciting it's it's, uh, we are living through uh the beginning of an era and that is the the modern elk hunting season in missouri where we haven't seen one in over 100 years that's that's really i mean we're living in in historical times uh and so so the fact that four to five guys have killed Um, and there's still, you know, the, the fifth guy still has a chance here the next few days. That's a, that's, that's a great success. The fact that there's been so much public support for this, there was concern early on farmers and ranchers might have with, with, with elk busting down their fences and vehicle collisions and those kind of things. And there's been a little bit of that here and there, as far as I know, but nothing to really slow down, uh, this, uh, this project.
2: Very cool, very cool, Bo did you have a did you say you had a question about uh hogs?
1: Well, yeah, okay, so there if there is a you know there's a hunting season for everything, uh is there a hunting season for hogs or is this just any time you can get them yeah. get them?
3: Yeah,
2: I think it's, yeah is this open season right?
3: yeah there there there's technically no season because they're an invasive species. and so uh, so there's no closed season either, Man. which means that that yeah, you can shoot them on site, although the department is recommending that if you see one, you report it instead of trying to hunt it because, when you hunt them, they're very smart and they figure it out and they disperse. And so now hmm. instead of having one sounder of pigs, you've got two or three different sounders that are all reproducing in their own new locations and you're just spreading the problem around. Wow. Wow. And how. So
1: ahead, I, I find it interesting that they've got a, a season for uh, squirrel, Ugh. but not for hogs.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and that's because hogs are invasive, they, they, they aren't native to here. Uh, they were introduced check my
1: garden. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) That's so true. A buddy of mine sent me some pictures of a hog hunt a buddy of his did, which they had a trailer full of these these hogs, just you know, loaded up on there. And, they a did, and I asked the question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's calling Bo out from a month ago. Uh,
1: well, yeah, he is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I should have thought about it. I, sh- I should have thought to send it to you. Is this uh, real? <laughs> you
3: guys jacking me around again.
1: <laughs> it's Memorex. Tim, I'm going to text it to you. You that's tell funny. me if it's real or not. But anyway, he did say that some of them would be making it to processors so they could feed uh, the people that need it. And I think that's a fantastic mm-hmm. idea. When you got that much pork— Uh, Let's do it, you know?
3: But from, well, from my trip out to, oh, I, I I've never killed a hog, so I'm not an expert at it. I've, I've, I know people who have, and when I was out in Oklahoma, I, I sat for a little bit on a hog hunt and I talked to one of the guys that does it a lot. And, and his thing was like pretty much you want to shoot a pig that's a hundred pounds or less, they call them gelts. And uh, those are the good eaters. The big one of the guys in camp killed a 250 pounder and it was rank outside and inside. And it's just, it's, it's not good for eating uh, the coyotes can make quick work of it but um but the best eaters are the the ones on the smaller side
1: so, right right well I, I i just i can't wait for uh, tony and i to get up in a helicopter and go and do that because I, right. I i just think <laughs> i think it would be awesome hey I, okay if i can interject this question mm-hmm. tim have you ever seen an elk in person
3: uh at lone elk county park i have
1: okay so size comparison to <laughs> So, a size comparison to uh, a, a large, you know, buck—is it just that much different? Is it that much bigger?
3: Yeah, I mean, I gosh, I mean, four times more massive than mm-hmm. than a buck. I would I would estimate. I mean, they're they're huge. So,
2: to tie everything together, out at Lone Elk, they have amazing fishing at Lone Elk. You have to, you can't just go fish publicly, but you can rent their. I think they have two boats. Um, mm-hmm. And you can rent their boat for the for a day, and you can go out there and fish. And uh, my buddy Perry Woods and I have done that many times, and it is an awesome place to fish. And there have been times when we have pulled up at the park there to meet the park ranger to get the keys to the boat and, and, and go fishing that day, and an elk has just been – has just decided – that they are going to stand in the road,
3: <laughs> mm-hmm, and because is, they can, <laughs> and there is
2: nothing you can do about it. Eight hundred pounds. Right. Yeah, there is nothing you can do about it. You can see where you need to go to, and you can see the park ranger waiting for you to get there and give you the keys to the boat, and you know make the little uh, transaction. But there is nothing you can do about it because this thing is standing in the road and it is not moving, <laughs> and it is okay. and it is not interested. It, it does not care. That you have a, <laughs> I got a big, reservation <laughs> with a big truck, and uh, even you know, in, even when you creep up closer to it, it's they just don't care. They are big, big animals.
3: Yeah, and some people out there get their their vehicles damaged because the the bulls will uh, will scrape the heck out of their cars with their antlers. <gasps> yeah, and
2: you got to be careful when you because you, you you park. You know, the the parking lot is not a very far walk to where the boat is, but the they tell you the park ranger tells you like keep your keep your head on a swivel and pay attention as you're walking to the boat and you know if one of these animals is anywhere near you then you need to get away um as quickly as you can without, cre- with without the creating
3: a panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to mess around with a bison out yeah. there, I Yeah. Take my chances with an elk over a bison, but I wouldn't want to tangle with either. But, uh, but bison can be destructive too. And they're out there in yeah. spades.
2: Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But it is it's such a cool place to go and visit. I and fished a great place it. I've fish. never,
3: I caught a few uh, bluegills, but I, I, we just had a tough day of fishing out there. Oh, really? I went. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. because It was part of their crappie Wednesday program that they would host in the spring and, Went out there with, with, like, you could only keep crappie. I think they were wanting to reduce the number of crappie out of there. I mean, we didn't catch a single crappie. It looks like a great lake, and, it, you know, it felt like, you know, when we were jigging around, uh, you know, we were vertical jigging in some spots. It felt good, but we just didn't do any good. I've,
2: I've only fished for uh, bass out there, and I've mm-hmm. never had a bad day. And I'm talking, mm. like, dozens in a day. I'm doing it wrong. And it's and it's catch and release <laughs> and at the end wow. and you and you have to in your and you document. You you have to document when you fish out there, part Even of Even if you catch and release, part of the deal is you document how many fish you oh. caught. You just give like just an estimate, an estimate number of how many you caught, an estimate number of how big of how of how long and how much they weighed, like all of that. They just want those sort of estimate numbers. And I, I don't know. We've done it probably a dozen times over the years, Wow. and I can't remember ever having a bad day out there. That's pretty. I have to get but, some tips. But I've also never attempted uh, crappie Wednesday, so um, you know, maybe uh, maybe that's a different story. Be. Uh, before we before we let you go, Tim, I wanted to uh, ask you about. The, Kind of tying into elk season, uh, we earlier in this earlier this year and uh, and last year when the Missouri Department of Conservation was talking about implementing this elk season, they were talking about maybe also bringing in other hunting seasons like a bear season in the state of Missouri. Do you have any information on whether or not the bear season is still uh, being discussed, and does the success of the elk program have any influence, maybe on? introducing a a bear season or any other, uh, new hunting seasons to the state?
3: I, I'm not sure the two are, are related. Um, I, 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 I think primarily what they're looking at are, um, uh, population dynamics and making sure that we have a sustainable population, uh, to hunt. And so, so that, that's, I know that they've broken, uh, broken Missouri up into BMZ. They call them bear management zones. Mm. And, uh, and I think there are three with the northern kind of third of Missouri not being considered in that category. It looks like kind of from 70 south is is the the three different bear management zones. Um, but they're they're definitely looking at. Uh, well, I, I don't know if they have dates set for that yet or not, but it's it's pretty much a sure thing that it will happen during uh, during the fall of 2021.
2: That's super cool. That's super. Is that how, I'm,
3: I'm excited. I mean, I I probably won't get a draw cuz it's going to be it's going to be a tough get uh, again, just like elk hunting. They're going to have just a few tags to uh to award. Uh but man, to, to be able to, to to shoot a bear in your home state, that's that's just such a cool thing.
2: Yeah, no kidding. And I would imagine I mean, obviously you need you need training and education anytime you go hunting for anything because you're dealing with a firearm. But I would imagine bears are a different uh, a, a, a different story altogether like because of the danger involved or am I wrong about that would there, wouldn't there be a, a some special training uh recommended for somebody that was going to go bear hunting
3: well and, and let me backtrack a little bit on what I said they it looks like they do have a season set that it would start the third Monday in October and run for 10 days Wow. So that that's that's kind of the the initial oh, setup man. for the for the bear season. If
2: you get a tag, you are our official bear hunting correspondent
3: and I can't wait to see all the footage. <laughs> can you eat bear? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You uh, I've heard it's hear of greasy. Of yeah, it my friends that, that I know you, you can wrestle a bear. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, you wrestle them and then eat them. That's how you do it. <laughs> that, that's a but different I've kind of hunting season. I've uh, own an outfitting business down in um, uh, southwest Missouri, Devil's Backbone Outfitters, and they have bears on camera. And and, and they can see, like, when the whitetails start to not show up on their camera, they know, okay, bears are going to start showing up because the whitetail kind of move out, bears move in, and they just kind of have this back-and-forth dynamic uh, that, that goes on. But, yeah, I mean, you're hunting a predator. So it, it's mm-hmm. a lot different than hunting an herbivore like an elk or a deer. Um, a, a lot of states, they will bait uh, bears in with donuts and bacon grease <laughs> and stuff. And I, I don't think that's going to be allowed for Missouri season. So I, I think you're just going to kind of have to use your woodsmanship skills and scouting and and all those kind of uh, native abilities to uh, to encounter one. Where do you, where and, so, where are you go ahead? Bill, go ahead.
1: Uh, no, so a, a little backstory. When I grew up, I grew up. My mom owned a Mr. Donut uh, franchise nice. in Rochester, Minnesota, and the bear hunters would come to us and they would ask for our throwaway donuts because no we threw everything kidding. away at the end of the day, yep. <laughs> and we would give them bags and bags and bags, and then they would go to McDonald's and they would get all their grease, hmm. and they would combine this in these big piles. And all all my mom ever asked for was just a bear claw, you know, not the donut, <laughs> oh. but you know, the bear. Uh, an actual bear claw, and every year he'd he'd come by with a necklace with one on it or whatever. I just thought it was so crazy because I mean we're we're talking thousands of pounds of of old donuts uh, just out there piled up. You talk about baiting, that's baiting. Mm-hmm.
2: That's incredible. That's an awesome story.
3: Yeah, he'd be out there with a glass of milk looking for that pile.
2: No kidding,
3: <laughs> Tim. Tim,
2: real quick, and maybe this is maybe this maybe you're gonna say I can't answer that very quick, and it's a whole other uh, conversation. But where do you stand in general on the idea of baiting? Are you are you for it, or do you think it's um, uh, immoral? unethical? Yeah, unethical.
3: I, I guess it depends on what kind of like. I personally. I'm not jazzed about it. Like it doesn't, doesn't get me excited in some States it's legal for some species. And and, I mean, it's, it's really, it's really a pretty complex question in some States though. Like it's so wide open and there's so little resources around that, Guys that are maybe hunting whitetails, they they don't have big blocks of woods like we do, or they don't have agriculture like we do in Northern Missouri to even encounter a deer. So mm. they're really kind of stuck. It's like, well, what, what do they do? Um, so it, it, it's so contextual, and it, it's such a, a kind of sticky question. My personal my personal feeling is I I want to encounter that deer on its on its terms on its home court. And yeah. th- that's but you know, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna downplay someone that's as long as they're following the the laws and and hunting ethically, I'm not gonna downplay someone else's tactic. All
2: right. This is how we're gonna go out. Oh, we should let uh we should let Tim promote his stuff. How can people <laughs> how can people find you, Tim, whether it be with the Drury Outdoors podcast, the Thinking Woodsman Show, uh Deercast app, all of that great stuff.
3: It's all a secret and I can't tell. Okay. All right, right, thanks for coming. Merry Christmas. Let's wrap it up. Happy Chanukah, guys. (laughs) It's Chanukah. It's Chanukah. (laughs) Chanukah.
2: But seriously, wow. download the Deer, Cap, a Deer Cast app if you are going to be out into the great outdoors anytime soon. Um, you still have a little bit of hunting season left uh, this year, and the Deer Cast app is amazing. And the 100% Wild podcast and the Thinking Woodsman podcast, also great stuff. You can get them anywhere you get podcasts. Tim, is that right? Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Thanks for saying that, Tony. And like, like right now, late season is really hard. If you still have an unpunched tag as a whitetail hunter, it's really hard. The deer aren't moving much. Um, You got a lot of nighttime pictures or no pictures at all. So, so really leverage deer cast. To help you figure out when to go out and set the stand because it's also it's miserable it's miserable Mm. outside like to go out and sit in a tree stand in 27 degree weather so make sure you're you're making the most of your time by knowing when deer are going to be moving with deer cast
1: are, are we th- equipping the deer with human cast to find out, uh, you know, to give them the information <laughs> as when the Make humans it fair. are nearby? It's Speaking ca- of It's ethics. called their nose. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs>
3: their nose is so darn sensitive. Right. It's almost like a superpower. This is how we're going out.
2: I literally have no idea what this is going to say. I just pulled up a random Randy Quaid tweet. Oh, him, good. Him do- reading one of Trump's tweets in his Randy Quaid style. Uh, looks like this is maybe from a month ago or something like that. I'm not. I don't even know. I'm his I have, new follower. I have no idea what he's going to say. He's I, he's reading a Trump tweet, so hopefully it's not going to be anything too offensive. <laughs> but this here, you this, never know. Here is an example of of uh, of Randy Quaid doing one of his uh, Trump tweets.
1: Fox News daytime ratings have completely collapsed. <laughs> Weekend daytime. Even worse. Very (laughs) sad to watch this happen. But they forgot (laughs) the I
3: I thought he was dropping the F (laughs) button. What made them successful?
2: Mm. What got them there? They forgot the golden goose. The only difference between the 2016 election and 2020 is Fox News okay there you go Merry Christmas (laughs) everyone (laughs) and that's how we wrap up this week's edition of the podcast exclusive Tim Shelswick thank you so much buddy for your time Uh, if we don't talk to you before have a Merry Christmas thanks for uh, all your help here on the show (laughs) and we'll talk to you again soon bud
3: Will do. Take care, guys. All right. Yeah, Merry Christmas
1: Day, man. That
2: is going to do it for another edition of the podcast exclusive for producer Carl Middleman and my partner, Bo Matthews. I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors.
1: Merry Christmas, boys. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.